Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Along with Hembo, Evan Cohen with you. What are you, what are you smirking about? There's a smirk. I see a smirk. I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little smirky this morning. Okay, because because you're here and Greeny's not. So oh yeah. So you may not have heard this. I don't know if you heard this or not. But um, last time you and I got off the rails a little bit. We we wound up bringing it to Greeny's attention, and I described the difference between the two of you mm. and what you. Allow me to say and do as being... Allow you? Okay. Yeah, as being somewhat different. Cam, would you mind playing for uh, Evan the way that I described he and Greeny and the amount of leeway that they provide me? What the hell happened here yesterday? I mean, I I have spent 20-something years building a legacy in this industry, and in two short hours, you seem to have destroyed it. So here's the thing. Like, when you're here, you give me the amount of leeway, say, Lane Delane in the Holland Tunnel. When Evan is in that chair, what I have is the Strait of Gibraltar. And I take advantage of that to use it as an opportunity to sort of air my grievances. So... That would indicate to me that mm. I'm making a colossal mistake. <laughs> so. And I, I, okay, when I come in here, first of all, I am very appreciative to have the opportunity to continue my day after Unsportsmanlike with Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, and be here as part of the Greeny Show, right? As part of Greeny. I love being here. I have told our bosses that. I've told Bubba and Cam that. Like, I love when I get that nod to be here. My understanding was always that this is your show. I'm the guest. Right? Or the guest host, the fill-in, however you want to look at it. Yeah. So, obviously, I've listened to your show a million times, but are you saying that I should operate it as, no, this is mine when I'm here, and you take the back seat? No, I would much prefer the eight miles that you give me rather than the 20 feet in either direction. This is way more fun for me. Then let me ask those who really run this. Yeah. Cam, Bubba. Do I give him, and I didn't think I was in charge in any way, shape, or form, because I'm not, but do I give him more leeway than I should here? I think Greeny mischaracterizes how much leeway he gives Hembo. Like oh, when, interesting. When, when we're on with Greeny, we talk about almost as ridiculous topics as we do when he's not here. So right. I, I, I think we certainly do. And I, maybe Hembo uh, has given himself more leeway to talk about more ridiculous things and his social faux pas. But I don't think there's that much of a difference between how Hembo acts when Greeny is and isn't here. Wait, Hembo, well, Bubba, before you answer this, Hembo, you just made a sound like, eh, two things now that I think about it. One, you literally broke down sounds made from all of you guys and analyzed sounds, which I loved when you guys did that. That yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. And you also, correct me if I'm wrong, at one point or another, talked about donating your underwear. That's all right. Yeah, and you my think used that, underwear. Right. I mean, and you're... <laughs> exactly. And you're questioning whether or not I'm you not, don't I'm go not, off the rails then? I'm not questioning anything. Okay. All I'm saying is that you are the substitute teacher. Right. And I take advantage of the substitute teacher. Mm. Like, if you ask me for input, what I always say is, like, 
Recess is 30 minutes, not 20 minutes. I say lunch is at 11 o'clock, not at 1 o'clock. Mm. Things of that sort. I'm taking advantage of the fact that you aren't greeny. That's all that I'm saying, and I personally happen to love that. Mm. Okay, Bubba, thoughts? Too I mean, much leeway? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, whether it's substitute teacher, regular teacher, we're kind of in the same vein as Orlovsky with his food takes here. We give Orlovsky too much leeway, and he just goes wild with his food takes, and then we spend too much time criticizing him. Hembo's just gone wild with all his takes, and it's our fault because we give him this leeway. So I blame, I blame Evan. I blame us. My been, food, but, but my I've food take greeny. yesterday wasn't even a take. It was a statement of fact. Oh Which it was a statement. It was, it was a, a statement. statement of fact. I said the purpose of food is to survive, not to enjoy. It is one of the purposes of food. You this is, said that it's the only purpose. No, I did not. I said that not every meal must taste good. We became a species that thrived because we found food to survive, not because we needed to like the way that it tastes. And that I was like, thousands of years ago. I like the way that food tastes as much as the next person. I'm not sure you do. I don't think I'm so. a food person. No, I don't, you're not. Not every meal has to be decadent. That's all that I say. But if it can be, why not allow it? Because I would be, be enormous. No, that's not true. There are plenty of healthy foods that taste good. There are very few healthy foods, healthy foods that taste good. It doesn't have to taste exquisite. It just has to. It just doesn't have to <laughs> taste like a rock. Baba, now you're losing me a little bit. What would you say is a healthy food that tastes good? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think specifically, but uh, oh, there's so argue, plenty there's so of many them. fruits. Yeah, I mean, fruit, uh, is that how healthy are some fruits? Of these fruits aren't are, that good for yeah, you, Cam? Yeah, yeah they're very sugary. About? They're very sugarous. They're full of good sugars. That I mean, you there need are plenty of vegetables. Energy. Vegetables that are good for you that, are, that taste good. Yeah, but they're not like sugarous, what? which is why I Wait, eat more what vegetables. Vegetable, what vegetable tastes good that's good for you? Uh, I mean, broccoli is too good. Uh, so if delicious. Roast, if you roast it in broccoli and oil, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Broccoli's delicious. According to Bubba, apparently. I like broccoli. With uh, no butter on it or salt or anything? Broccoli by itself and think it's delicious? I like cooked broccoli. Yeah. Now you're doubling down on a bad take. You're, you're doubling down on a bad take, Bubba. There he's are plenty of foods that taste good. Food tastes good. That's no, he's doubling take. down on the take that healthy foods, on I, balance, I, taste good. Listen, I don't want to Salmon, agree with Hembo on anything that would indicate social interaction or being a human. Um <laughs> Wait a minute. You know what? I'm going to pause on that because we have breaking news. Uh, Adam Schefter has just put out there that the Washington Commanders are hiring Dan Quinn. Wow! Dan Quinn, Cowboys defensive coordinator, has been hired as the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Of course, he was the head coach previously, as we know, of the Atlanta Falcons. They famously blew a 28-3 lead. In the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots, Bubba is celebrating, which would scare me if I'm a Commanders fan. Why is Bubba celebrating? He's a Cowboys fan. He is happy this guy is no longer his defensive coordinator, and now that job is open for Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones to hire someone else. So every single head coaching opening has been filled now, and Dan Quinn, whose defense fell apart in a playoff game against the Green Bay Packers, gets a second chance as a head coach with the Washington Commanders. Crazy connection here, okay? So, think about this. When Bob Myers, who's helping in this search, former Warriors GM, was running the Warriors, his head coach was Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, as soon as he got a head coaching job, what did he do? He went to go visit Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. I assume that Dan Quinn was there. 
and struck up how do you bring joy. That word is specific. Hmm. I'm using it specifically. That is the mantra for the Warriors to play with and live with joy that I wonder then if that's where the Dan Quinn, Pete Carroll, Steve Kerr, Bob Myers connection actually started. As crazy as that may sound, you may think that's wild, but if they are consulting Bob Myers, the concept of bringing joy to an organization and a franchise, that is how Dan Quinn operates, smile on his face, and bringing the joy out of people. Just throwing it out there. I wonder if there's that crazy wild connection back in the day there. Fascinating. Before we get Bubba's perspective on this as a Cowboys fan, losing his defensive coordinator within a team in the NFC East, which is by itself an interesting concept. I I think Dan Quinn, on balance, did an outstanding job as the Cowboys defensive coordinator. I I really do. Over the last three years, they ranked 7th, 5th, and 5th in scoring defense. The most sacks, the most takeaways, a a highly opportunistic defense with obvious holes, with obvious flaws, but generally speaking, the unit improved a lot when he got there and sustained a high level of play over the course of a long period of time. That being said, you're obviously not hiring a coach to run a defense. You're hiring a coach for a culture. You're hiring a coach to be a CEO. And in six years in Atlanta, it's a 43-42 and record. Turned them around almost right away before it fell apart the last three years there, he was eventually fired after week five in 2020. So Bubba, your obviously your initial reaction was like, ding dong, the wicked witch is dead, which surprises me a little bit. What say you with Dan Quinn going to going to Washington? Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree overall with your, what you're saying. I think in, in in general, he did a good job. Yeah, he made we had terrible defense coordinators before him. Uh, it was bad. He made he made it better, but what we saw towards the end, it was not going well. It was the last second half of the season. It was not going well, and I don't know if it was. Whether it was distract, whatever the reasons were, I don't know. But I mean, the Packers game was terrible. The Dolphins game was terrible. There were too many games in the second half of the season that were not good, and the, it just didn't make any sense with what he was doing with matchups and schemes and different things. That I just had a lot of concerns going forward. And and to Evan's point, with all the joy stuff, like all the players loved him. All these and yeah, like I'm, oh, that's not doing much for me right now. Like I, I'm tired of all the. Micah Parsons is talking about how great he is, and then we go out there and just get blown out. Like, Yeah, they, they would beat up on bad teams, and they do these great things, and then when the, the game is on the line, they can't get a third down stop. Like, I, I'm glad you guys all loved him, but do something in the big game. I like, agree I agree with you. Like, it's I, I easy. Think in, on pay, like, overall, yes, I think Dan Quinn is, compared to the average defensive coordinator, I think he's good. But I think it was time for a change, and unfortunately, Jerry was not going to make a change on his own, so the only reason we're going to get one is this. I also think he's an overrated head coach. He had two winning seasons in five and a half years in Atlanta, so I mean, good luck with that, Washington. We'll probably get Ron Rivera now as our our defense coordinator, so we'll probably just end up swapping, but yeah, again, I think overall, I think he's good defense coordinator, but I think it was time for a change. Well, that's my next question. Uh, Sorry to interrupt you, but I, I think the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator position now becomes a super attractive one because... You've got, excuse me, not Lawrence Taylor. You've got Micah Parsons as what? as an edge rusher. You just stopped the Dallas Cowboys on that defense, right on the tip of your tongue. I did that on purpose. You got Trayvon Diggs coming back, so we got Deion Sanders. They, yeah. There are definite two tall Jones personnel on, questions. On Again, line. it was intentional. Aikman but played great. It, it makes season. the Cowboys DC job a, a super attractive one if they decide not to go in house. Darren Woodson, obviously, the secondary there. Uh, so, a couple of things. Deacon one, Jones. one, what. Well, he wasn't on the Cowboys. No, but neither was Lawrence Taylor. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but we were all mentioning Cowboys players. My bad. I derail okay. everything. All right. Anyway, so Bubba, I'm glad you, you referenced back to the whole joy thing because I agree with you. It's much easier for the Warriors to say that because they won. <laughs> 
right? Like the Cowboys, like, okay, as you said, cool. The players love this guy. And like the, the commanders players are going to love him. But like, it's, I'm sorry for me. This hire is fine. It's not inspiring. When they put together new ownership and I think Bob Myers is awesome. When they brought Bob Myers in, I had this moment of, oh, wow. Josh Harris owns multiple teams, the, De- the Devils and the Sixers. He's looking around and saying, who can change the perception around this organization that was horrible for so long? And who's going to know the right person to bring in? And I thought when the commanders named the head coach, it was going to be someone where we were going to take a step back and say, whoa, I did not see that one coming. Almost like, weird comparison, but almost like the moment when the Boston Celtics years ago out of nowhere hired Brad Stevens as their head coach. That was one of those moments where I sat there and I said, Danny Ainge doesn't care when anyone thinks. He's going to hire the guy that he thinks is going to kick butt. I remember that um, just came out. That like literally was like a press release. Exactly that right. Of, that came out of nowhere. I right. remember that. That's the moment that I thought we were going to have here with the Commanders. They were the last team to hire. I'm like, who are they actually sneaky going to get? And they hired Dan Quinn. Well, but it's uninspiring. I'm sorry. It's un- he may be great. On the surface, it's uninspiring. Based to me. upon what we know, who, who do we believe that Dan Quinn got the job over? Like that among people that like did Mike was Mike Vrabel considered a finalist for that position? And I then, mean, no, he didn't. Inter- they have to announce the interviews. Ben now. Ben McDonald. I mean, um, yeah, the former pitcher for the Orioles. I'm so, ben, Mike, Johnson. ben Johnson. What's wrong with me in names Mike, right Mike now? McDonald. Ben Ben McDonald. <laughs> Ben Johnson uh, decides to stay in Detroit. I don't know exactly. Maybe it was the price tag that scared him away. Well, maybe the Washington job wasn't that attractive. Well, we all thought it was. Maybe it wasn't. You don't think the Washington job is attractive with the second pick it, in the country? It's not about. It's not about in the country. <laughs> what is that? Are you What's okay? Right now? You know what happened? We're just going to break. He washed his hands. It's thrown him <laughs> off. He actually washed his hands. He, he's so used to having germs, he can't. <laughs> Dan Quinn, new head coach of the Commanders. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Adam Schefter has reported Dan Quinn, head coach, Washington Commanders. Hello with Hembo. Evan Cohen in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. You can catch all of your favorite sports live with Vivid Seats. Even the big game, Vivid Seats is giving away two free tickets to the big game now through February 4th. Enter to win today by downloading the Vivid Seats app or visit gamecenter.vividseats.com slash TNC for details. Experience the biggest events in sports live from Vegas thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Well, as we sit here today, it is as interesting that Dan Quinn is the head coach, or maybe even less interesting now that I think about it, of the commanders, as it is this, which is barring something unforeseen, Andy Reid walking away, someone else getting terminated. Bill Belichick has now been shut out of the NFL for 2024-2025. Bill Belichick, as of this moment, is not going to be a head coach in the NFL this year. And that is, to me, one of the most absurd sports-related exclusions we've ever seen. Sports-related. On field, on court, on ice. Not real life. There's way worse things that people are excluded from for horrible reasons in life than this. I get that. So I'm, I'm specific to sports. I have never seen anything so stupid. For these teams, for all of these openings, what, eight openings, for none of them, to think that the single greatest coach of all time is good enough to be their coach is beyond ridiculous. Dan Quinn, all right, good coach. Uninspiring, I'm sorry. Not what I expected. And when you think about the NFL's coaching carousel, I would argue that there were three organizations that when they terminated their previous coach had a plan of where to go with the next coach and knew exactly where they were going. I believe the Chargers knew the moment they fired Brandon Staley that they were going to go for Jim Harbaugh, and they got him. I believe the Raiders knew that after Antonio Pierce went, what, 5-4 and four, uh, this year, that that's where they were going to go. And obviously, considering it happened basically the next day, the moment that New England and Belichick, quote-unquote, mutually parted ways, they knew Gerard Mayo was going to be the guy. Everyone else went through the process of interviewing people, which is totally fine and what you should do, but I don't know that any of them thought this is where we were going to land, including the commanders, who I'm sorry, you can tell me, you can tell me at the press conference, this is the guy we wanted all along. This is not your first choice. And a lot of times a first choice isn't necessarily the best choice, but it indicates a lack of an obvious plan. It's uninspiring. He may be fine. He's not going to be unbelievable. More people today are interested in who the next Cowboys defensive coordinator is going to be as it relates to this, more so than how Dan Quinn's going to do with the commanders. I am just shocked that Bill Belichick is not going to be a head coach next year, and these coaches are go- these organizations excuse me, are going to regret it big time. I mean, candidly, I'm more intrigued by who winds up being Washington's offensive coordinator who winds up coaching Jaden Daniels or Drake May and you know taking them into the 21st century from an offensive standpoint, then I am Dan Quinn becoming the head coach. There, there's no way that at the beginning of this process, they would have told you that this is the ideal candidate for us. At least that would really, really surprise me. And the reason why I'm even more surprised that they didn't make any kind of splash 
is because it is the new ownership. It's the desire to move to a new stadium. It's, it's, it's the idea to sort of wipe the slate clean from the Snyder era. I mean, I think he's a perfectly reasonable coach for them to choose, but it's definitely not, it's not the kind of hire that I expected to see, especially when you consider who they passed over in the applicant pool. Dan Quinn would be way more exciting, let's say, and inspiring if he was the coach of the Seahawks. And the reason I say that is there's a connection. It would, he was the defensive coordinator with Pete Carroll. It would feel like, hey, there's more of a plan. We got him back. He was always our guy. All right, I mean, I could be more inspired by that. This one feels like, and, and there is clear, in my opinion, it feels like there is something we're missing about this commander's job. Hmm. Ben Johnson didn't want it, right? Dan Quinn is the guy that they hire. In theory, new ownership, Josh Harris, second pick in the draft, insane cap space, and some decent players on the roster. Not like all-time bad roster. And yet nobody wanted that job. Let's, let's give them for a second the benefit of the doubt. Because I, I think it's easy for me as someone who basically only knows Washington as a team that has been owned badly for the last two decades to assume any decision that they make is a bad one. But for the sake of this discussion, they're obviously seeing something in Dan Quinn that I might not, that you might not. It's 43 and 42 as a head coach. It's a good track record as a defensive coordinator, although it's not great, and his units did regress this year, and potentially even the year before year over year, which is at least a little bit concerning. Uh, But correct me if I'm wrong. He's got a great reputation in the league. His players steadfastly stand by him and say good things about him when they're asked about him. And there are plenty of examples of coaches in their second acts, becoming highly successful. So are we living in a world in which a year from now we look back on this hire and say they outsmarted us all? Outsmarted us? No. They saw something they in him. hired the right guy? Sure. That we didn't. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think just the fact that you mentioned the Seattle part to me is almost, I would, if I'm a Commanders fan, that's almost giving me more pause. Yeah. That, that team that's, that knows him didn't that's, want him? Yeah, that's where I expected him as a Cowboys fan. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to Seattle. We'll see you later, Dan. And then when Seattle was like, Eh, actually, no, we're going to give a six-year contract to another defensive coordinator, and it's not Dan Quinn, the person who was here forever, that you thought it would be Dan Quinn. That, to me, I, I would be a little confused about why wouldn't Seattle want him. But the, So if I'm a Commanders fan, that's what I would be thinking. So I agree with you, Bubba. So, it's a, yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Question, that, though, mm. on, on the, all of the hires, let's put the obvious Harbaugh number one, Chargers. What do we think is the second-best hire? The second best hire of this coaching cycle. And we can open that up for people at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. While you're coming up with that answer, I do want to remind people, we're counting down to the Super Bowl on ESPN Radio. Don't miss ESPN Radio's playoff preview and review with the pros this weekend during SportsCenter All Night, as well as Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. My co-host, Lowen Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Harry Douglas, and more. Look ahead to the Niners and the Chiefs for Super Bowl 58. So if we're, are we in agreement that Harbaugh's the best hire? We are. Okay. Second best hire? I'm going to say Antonio Pierce. And the reason I'm going to say Antonio Pierce is because we have the proof of concept. I know you're not a big fan of, of making the interim a full-time coach. We have the proof of concept relative to nine games where players are playing not for the other guy instead of for this guy, in my mind. But go ahead. Totally fair. Yeah. That's also a franchise that's had no success on defense for 20 years, and they actually had some. He was able to manage to win games without having representative quarterback play. Across the board, his players loved him. I think the reason why it makes all the sense in the world for them is because they've seen it work and they've seen him have success and the kind of success that I actually view as somewhat sustainable. Everyone else that was hired, basically, you're, 
kind of just throwing a dart, it wouldn't surprise me if any or all of them were highly successful or unsuccessful. That's what makes the hot coordinator so tough. And that's why I think hiring someone in Antonio Pierce, who already has, who already has that locker room captured, was the uh, wise decision for them. Okay, I'm going to um, pounce on these words that you just said here. The hot coordinator. Which one of these guys, besides Mike McDonald, was the hot coordinator? I mean, I think most of them would be I don't think any of them were. Really? You're, you're telling me... You don't to, think Raheem Morris was a hot coordinator? No. I think Raheem Morris was a, was a head coaching candidate, as he should be. I don't think anyone was sitting there like, oh my God, the Rams defense this year was ridiculous. You have to... I, by the way, Raheem Morris is my answer for second best hire. I'm just actually going to really go in on your words, though, on the hot coordinator. I don't think Raheem Morris. Okay, who else? So you think I'm, I'm just basically mischaracterizing I'm saying this is guys. one of the weirdest coaching carousel cycles that we've ever seen. And, and I, look, yes, I agree with that. And less, to do, and less because of Belichick <laughs> and more to do with Vrabel's absence. Yeah. I mean, Mike Vrabel not getting a head coaching job, to me, is actually the lead here. No, he's not the greatest coach of all time as Bill Belichick is. He's also not 70 years old coming off of some pretty horrific seasons. Mike Vrabel is someone that I never would have imagined could ever become available, at least not like this, and for him to get passed over I don't get is it. super weird. I don't get it. What don't we know about these There's guys? There must be something. That I don't get it. I don't understand that. You have, two, you have the greatest coach of all time who didn't get hired in Belichick. You have a first ballot Hall of Famer in Pete Carroll who didn't get hired. I understand age. I get it. And we have Mike Vrabel who theoretically is a best of. What do I mean? You want the hard-nosed guy? He's there. You want somebody that's been there and done that? Okay. You want somebody that players love? Got it. You want somebody that's going to have a face-to-face meeting with someone that's not afraid? Done it. You want somebody that's going to go on McAfee and have fun? Okay, got it. Like, what doesn't he have? Someone who has proven he can do more with less? Consistently? I mean, he's a great coach. I, I don't get it. What don't we know? There's something weird about this. So This is why in the last hour I told you, I think so much of this is about, it's about power and influence. Bill Belichick has so much gravitas. Mike Vrabel, to a much lesser extent, comes in with a lot more of that than most all of these guys that were hired, which I think reinforces, again, my theory that the GMs and their proximity to the owners are driving a lot of these decisions, driving the decision to let's hire the best guy that if he fails, isn't going to get me fired. So again, like these guys all like, let's spin it positively. Every single coach I'm about to mention could become Bill Belichick, like the greatest coach ever, right? I'm not saying that. Sure. I'm just saying in terms of the, the nature of the coaching carousel, it's just different this year. Dan Quinn was someone hired by the commanders that had been a head coach before, but not someone we expected to necessarily get this job. Right. We will continue that conversation coming up. As obviously Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, Chiefs and the 49ers. And joining us now here on ESPN Radio, it is Pat Mahomes Sr., former MLB pitcher, and of course, Patrick Mahomes' dad. And he joins us here on ESPN Radio. Pat, in your prime and in his prime, who was better comparatively, you as a football player or your son as a baseball player? I was pretty good in football, but uh, I would probably say him as a baseball player was probably better than me as a football player. How good was he as a baseball player? Uh, he was really good. I mean, he knew the game. He'd been around it all his life. Um, I tried to uh, teach him everything that I, that I had learned through the game, uh, my experience and going through that. So he was uh, a little bit uh, more prepared than, than I was. Could he have been a pro if that was his only sport? 
Oh, no doubt. No doubt he could have been a professional. Uh, I think he would have definitely played in the major leagues. Um, like I thought I should have, I thought he would have been a position player, you know, over a pitcher, even though he threw 96, 97 miles an hour in, in high school. But uh, his overall knowledge of the game was was that superior that uh, he wouldn't have had uh, any problem navigating and getting there. Wait a minute. I got to ask you something. You played over a decade in the league, and yet I'm sensing bitterness about the position you played. Are you still bitter, Pat Mahomes Sr., that you were not an everyday player and, quote-unquote, just a pitcher? I think I would have been better as an everyday player uh, for the simple fact that I would have been involved in way more games. You know, I'd have, I'd have got the chance to play every day. Uh, the hardest thing for me is I started out as a starting pitcher. So, um I only got to play once every five days, and those other four days were killing me. As a dad, and we're talking with Pat Mahomes Sr. here on ESPN Radio, Evan Cohen along with Hembo. As a dad, I am a dad of two. My son is 10 years old. He's playing sports. I'm still I'm competitive with him, even at my age at 43. Are you still competitive with your son? And if so, are there things athletically you are currently better than him at? Not so much now. You know, uh, I, I, I was – we were very competitive, you know, all the way up. Now that I've gotten older and realized I can't do some of the stuff that I used to do, uh, he's kind of taken advantage of all that. He always said when he was younger that um, he was going to be better than me at everything. So uh, I was holding him off a little bit on golf until the last couple of years, and now he started beating me, and I, and I haven't been able to beat him since. <laughs> have you done, just out of curiosity, have you done more interviews in your life about your son or as an active baseball player? I would say more about my son. Uh, the, the, the rise that he has made and, and getting there so quickly and all the success that he's had, you know, you know four Super Bowls, uh, you know, the all AFC championship games and stuff like that. So it tends to uh, give me more interviews doing it about him than when I play. Do you think he's the greatest quarterback of all time right now? Uh, that's still to be determined. Uh, he still has a way to go. Uh, I have mad respect for Tom Brady and I grew up as a, a, a Joe Montana fan and, and those guys are that ilk. So, uh, he, he's on the right trajectory, but, uh, right now I would still say those guys are, are better. I mean, I think he's the most athletic quarterback that we've seen. I think he can do a lot more things than uh, some of those other guys could do. But as far the name of the game is winning, and those guys won at a, at a great rate. And uh, right now, Patrick, you know, is, is doing what he needs to do, but uh, those guys, to me, still have the nod. All right, I want to make sure I'm clear on this with Pat Mahomes Sr. So right now, your all-time quarterback rankings have your son at number three. As of right now, yes. Um, uh, Tom Brady is, 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 is the best. As of right now, and Joe Montana, um, how can you uh, dispute the things that he did? You know, uh, going to winning four Super Bowls and and being you know damn near perfect and all of them. I mean, right now they're still ahead, but I mean he's he's coming. If your son and the Kansas City Chiefs win in a week and a half, does he stay at three or does he go to two? Well, you know, I'm a little biased, you know, <laughs> about it. You know, he is he is my son, but. Uh, I'm just going to put it like this. He's doing the things that he needs to do. And then uh, when uh, he's done, you know, we can sit back and, 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 and tally all this up and uh, see where he, he ranks. 
All right, let's. He's always uh, my number one quarterback, though. Oh, I know that I understand, obviously. So uh, a couple of weeks from now, a week and a half from now, you go to the Super Bowl. You're in Vegas. Give us the setup. Where are you sitting? Do you have a routine and a ritual? We know about the cigars and everything like that. Tell us where you sit and what your getup is for that Super Bowl. Well, I'll be in in, in the suite with you know his wife Brittany and uh, my wife and uh, my father will be in there and I imagine a. A lot of his friends will be in there. I'll be sitting up there. I'll have uh, the same thing I've worn worn for all the Super Bowls because I'm a baseball player and I'm superstitious. So I'll have that same get-up on, and uh, I'll be there rooting him on. Well, you know i got to ask. Is someone else in that suite? Have you met Taylor Swift? Do you, has she been nice to you and your family? It seems like she's been great. I don't know from the outside looking in here. Yeah, she's been great. Uh, uh, I, I, I met her. Uh, I met her the first time in, in actually in our suite, and she was outstanding. Uh, nice, very polite, very down to earth, uh, a great person. And uh, she's just uh, a, a, a girl that's, you know, going to the games like many other girls and, and ladies and whatever you want to call them, going to the game to root their boyfriend on. And uh, she, she's been great. I mean, she's been great, but uh, – Travis has his own thing, you know. Uh, he's like a second son to me, and and Patrick has his own thing. So a lot of times we're not in the same suite, but every time I've ever uh, been able to be in her presence, she's been awesome. Talking with Pat Mahomes, senior here on ESPN Radio, Greeny, Evan Cohen, Hembo uh, today. Is there anything that you have said to your son? I'd like you to accomplish this that he hasn't done yet. I'm not talking about the number of Super Bowls. There's something like that's an inside thing with you guys that, hey, this is on that list of things that he needs to accomplish that he hasn't done yet. Uh, nothing specific. Nothing specific. We, uh, we have a motto, you know, and uh, something I've been telling him since he was young. I mean, young being fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you know, on up. And we have a text thread and whatever. And the only thing I tell him is, that players make plays, you know, and he knows what that means. I know what that means. And um, that's, I mean, that's our, our thing. You know, players make plays. Whatever the situation calls for, you got to make a play. And uh, he's been able to do that so far. All right, let's finish with this. I'm a radio guy, not a professional athlete. I don't, not, I don't have a build like a professional athlete. Yesterday, a picture went viral of your son, Patrick Mahomes, that he described as a dad bod. Did you see that picture, your son shirtless that was all over the place with the dad bod, Pat? Yeah, I did see it. And uh, and to be honest with you, uh, that's from me. You know, I have that same body. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter how strong, you, how strong you get, how hard you work out. You know, some things are just genetics. And um, we're going to tend to have a little tummy and all that, even though we're in shape. That, that, what an amazing thing that just happened. You have taken credit for none of your son's success. You have passed the glory on to him. The one thing that your son has that you are taking credit for is his belly. Oh, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. I mean, he definitely, he definitely got that from me. I wish I could say that uh, I showed him all the other things, but no, we just prepared and worked and, and worked at it, at his craft. And uh, he, he's taken it to another level. I mean, he's, been great at doing what he's done. He prepares, and that's why it's easier for me to sit up in that suite and just watch the game and not be worried because I know he's prepared for whatever challenge that they're going to uh, give at him. 
Pat, thank you so much for a couple of minutes. Best of luck uh, in a couple of Sundays rooting, as you said, the third best quarterback of all time, who also happens to be your son, on with the dad bod and the belly and everything like that. Thank you, Pat. All right. See y'all later. Thanks for having me. There's Pat Mahomes Sr. (laughs) Tremendous there with him. Taking credit for the dad bod. All right. uh, Sneaky Hembo trivia preview before we get to this next segment. We got group trivia. Yeah. I'm looking at a leaderboard. Most career points scored in the history of the Super Bowl, there are five players that have scored at least 30. So this is touchdowns and this is field goals. Just don't guess quarterbacks. There are five players with at least 30. You're going to give me a list of five that you come up with the group, and we'll see how many you get right. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. Brought to us by Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger's offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click, Granger.com today or just stop by. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? I am looking at a leaderboard. Most points scored in a career in the history of the Super Bowl. There are five players that have scored at least 30 points. You're going to give me five names, and we're going to see if your five names match mine. Okay, so these are non-quarterbacks. We're saying here, I don't know if there's a tie-in, guys, between um, what he's asking and maybe something with Dan Quinn being named the commander's head coach. There's, Is not, there... there's, not, there's no tie-in. Let's not think of anything crazy here. <laughs> okay. Okay. He probably wrote this question before Dan Quinn got hired as the commander's head coach. Okay. Let's just All think right. of answers. And... Uh, so we're going to gonna... get a reset of the what Dan Quinn just... story without <laughs> doing it, obviously. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Dan Quinn is the commander's coach. There's your yeah, good luck with that. There's your Washington top yeah. losers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. All right, so my first name that I thought of 
was Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, he's on my list. I but don't 30 put points, guys, forth. means 10 field goals. Yeah, I don't want to put him forth as an official guess yet. Yeah. But what I will put forth as an official guess is Jerry Rice. Uh, yeah, I think we, we can lock in Rice. Do we all agree with that? Are we locking him in? Sure. Okay. Jerry Rice is correct. All right. Jerry Rice is first. He scored 48 points in a Super Bowl career. Okay. Uh, the second most confident, I feel pretty confident about Gronk as well. I would agree. Evan, do you co sign? not play in as many Super Bowls as you think, but okay, I'll co sign. Gronk is also correct. Woo! Gronk scored exactly 30 points Phew. in his Super Bowl career, which is tied for fourth on this list. Ooh. Okay, now it gets hard. Can I ask you a stupid question? Please. Two point conversions count or not? They do. Okay. Who are you thinking? How many Super Bowls did Vinatieri play in versus Goskowski? Uh, Vinatieri played in four. I assume Goskowski played in like. Uh, Goskowski would have played then if he played in well so he played in the first three with the Pats and then the one with the Colts so that means Goskowski would have then played in five six five or six so I think we should go Goskowski Goskowski, right not Vinatieri is that official yeah Goskowski is correct he scored 33 points which is third on this list about six in six Super Bowls all right so you guys have number one number three and someone that's T4 Okay. You're cooking. I, I don't think Vinatieri is off the table still, despite that. Uh, the other guys we have written down are Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, Andre Reed, which I don't think is an answer, and then Thurman Thomas we put. Thurman Thomas I think is on the board. I just don't think Kelsey, those, those Bills teams just did not score enough, I think. No. Kelsey I don't think is quite there. And then Swan and Stallworth, I think, definitely have to be considered as well. Remember, the Cowboys, though, scored over 50 points yeah. in one of the Super Bowls against the, uh, against the, Bills. the Bills. The Broncos led up 50 points to the Seahawks. Ooh, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis is an interesting but one. But they only played in two, so yeah. I don't think yeah, he got that many. Be him. Who are you next most confident What in? about anybody from the Vikings back in the day? Because they played in four. I don't four. think so. They were so spread out. winning is irrelevant in this argument, right? They right. also weren't scoring a lot of points, though. I don't, I don't think they would, be, they would be in the mix here. And I don't think like the Packers teams or the Cowboys teams of early in the day Could it would be, be on there enough. Emmett Smith, does that make the most sense? All right, let's go. I'm fine with that. Cam, is that official? Yeah, we'll go with Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith is... Correct. Emmett Smith scored 30 points in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Tied with Gronk for fourth most. You are missing number two on this list. Number two. So someone's – I really think it's one of the Steelers guys. I think it's it's Swan or Stallworth, and I think it's Stallworth. I I will lean towards – I'll go with Cam's on this one. I think it's either Stallworth, maybe like Irvin or Vinatieri. I I think it's Stallworth. I and think, I'm going to go. Steelers make sense. Remember, Vinatieri would have to be more than 33 yeah. to be number two overall. That's true. In four Super Bowls. Yeah, it can't be. And that's, I think, yeah, they didn't. Too many. Those Patriots teams didn't score a ton where he was kicking constantly. He just has the famous kicks. Correct. I'm going with. I think the Steelers. John. Everything checks out with the Steelers. Stallworth. Let's lock it in. The correct answer is Adam Vinatieri. No! <laughs> Adam Vinatieri kicked in five Super Bowls. Not what? four Super Bowls. Oh, he did both with the... Uh, wait. No. Oh, he kicked in 09 with the Colts, too. Both Colts. Both oh, Colts. my win and the goodness. Loss. That's uh, our yeah. John Stallworth isn't even in the top 10. So I'll give, I'll, give you the re- job, I'll give you the rest of the list here. So James White is sixth. He's that's scored 20- James why White. I asked White. about the... T- I literally... That's why I asked about the two-point conversion. Yes, wow. and it's a good poll. He scored 26. Now tied for seventh. Harrison Butker, Roger Craig, John Elway... 
believe wow. it or not, who rushed for a bunch of touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Wait, you said non-quarterback. Well, he's not. Well, he scored them. He scored them. There was no okay. one to guess that all was right. in the top five. Okay. I was helping you. All right. Franco Harris and Thurman Thomas, all five of those guys tied at 24 points. Aye, aye, that's aye. A, honestly, like, that's a pretty devastating loss for you guys. Because you, right. you peppered I mean, the leaderboard. Kickers, you had four of five. No, that was it's, phenomenal. It's a great showing. But you guys had Vinatieri. Like, yeah. You had him and talked yourself out of I him. Am, I, I am mad kickers. about that one. Yeah. I just didn't think they like he had a couple well, big kicks and I didn't if think Evan it knew was how more. many Super Bowls he played, maybe we'd have a bad <laughs> well, issue. No, I, I got the Colts one wrong, not the Patriots one. No, I didn't think I didn't think of the the 2009 one, and I forgot. You know, they had a bunch of extra points and stuff, so he he, he did tack it up. The two Colts Super Bowls, I thought I thought for sure for sure that you guys would get Vinatieri. Yeah. I think once I By got, way, I was even what, wrong about White. He, he, Dola, Amendola was a two point conversion. He was a touchdown. Once to get we there, got right. Gostowski, I was like, yeah. there can't be a second one. That's what right. I was saying. Exactly. You got the Lakers and the Celtics tonight, presented by Indeed NBA here on ESPN Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. Carlin and Joe next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio, or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcasts. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.